What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Coming back at you live from Aldinga Beach, it's Chats with Cats podcast, season three, episode three. Rick, Dan and Mark, how are you gents? Crazy, we're already... Very so good. Three. It's good. That short intro, it's a bit different. Rocks me. Gets to us quicker than you expect. You're not prepared? No, not at all. I like it. I'm always not prepared. <laughs> Did you do a pop-off? No. Okay. What? Do you smell it's, something? Yeah. It's the cat. It was the cat. Is yeah, you, there was a cat that ran in here and ran out. Is that a crop dusting cat? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Let's blame the cat. <laughs> don't really like it. What? The yeah. smell. Oh, you I, shouldn't. Unless it was you and you're covering. You, if you fart, do you own up to your fart? Yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. Usually. Yeah. So there's, there's times where you don't. Oh, if I'm by myself, I'm not going to tell myself I farted. Well, if you're with people, Dan, is the, the question. Yeah, okay. Do you know, um, on Friday, had a friend come up from Keith, of all places, your favourite place in the world. Who was this friend? I always hear about it. My favourite place is Keith. It's pretty good. Anyway, he, um, he's very good at cooking vegetarian food. He's a vego. And very good at cooking curries. And I really wanted him to show me how to make this curry. Chana masala. Right, so it's chickpeas in a masala sauce, really good. And probably wasn't thinking because we were going to do a park run on Saturday morning. Not we're going to do. Sorry, that was the one that you uh, you invited me to. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, how how did you go? What was your time? Ah, it was like ninety percent humidity, and we ended up having a few beers the night before, so I wasn't really in peak performance. You got twenty minutes thirty four. Incorrect. Nineteen twenty something. Still good. So anyway. I'm like woke up in the morning and I thought I really needed to get this curry out of me to try and run good. Yeah. But the thing about curry is, and especially with chickpeas, like chickpeas are legumes, they like any beans or whatever give you gas. Mm. So I'm running in this park run, like sprinting along and just like my, tum- off. my tummy's like, you need to pop off. Poop, do a little poop and keep going. And that, like park run, there was two hundred and forty-seven people competed in this park run. Two hundred and forty-seven. Yeah. What did you come out? Came your... eighth. That's okay. pretty good. Do you know what the yeah. what what first got? What time? Um, it was like seventeen thirty or something. Uh, all right, that's eleven. No, actually, I don't know. It was something like that. Yeah, the guy was pretty quick, but but you didn't you didn't shit yourself like the other time. No, this I didn't shit just, myself. Just, just gas. Just gas. Yeah. So you're trying to put everyone off running. No, I didn't want to do it, but it's just like I would have. It sits really low in your like tummy air. I would have had a horrible time because my tactic is just to sit behind Rick, right? Oh behind yeah, him. you would have been coughing a hole here, yeah. shitting the teeth. <laughs> oh hey, God. do you reckon if you're at, and be honest about this, if you're peak, had a great sleep, a lot of water before bed, woke up fresh as a daisy, do you reckon you could have taken out number one, or is he still too good? Nah, not not number one, I don't think. And the conditions on the track for me weren't ideal. So there was a lot of, like, you know, like the tree shit that falls and it's just like covers the concrete paths and it was wet. So bit slippery. Yeah, a bit slippery. And so the course was quite undulating and I'm I'm a flat track bully. Like, so all that tree stuff gets out of the way for the guy in front of you, does it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Do you know actually what happened? I was cruising along 
and there was this young girl in front of me and she was wearing alpha flies, like yeah. real super shoe, expensive shoes. Yeah. Anyway, she would have been 13 and something. She was very young. And she's running along and then I overtook her and I thought, in my dust. Didn't think it, think about her again. Uh-oh. Thought she was gone forever. Did she take you? She overtook me. <laughs> oh. Like... Not slow either. I was like, I heard these footsteps coming behind me. I thought, this is obviously not someone who's been in this park run because did these, very- did these uh, footsteps sound really cushiony and really like alpha fly like? Because like she is wearing those amazing shoes that I have. No, the, no, they're the, not the ones that you've got. I've these got- are these are like the next. Oh, I've got the vapor flies. Yeah. So the alpha flies is the the pink and white, the Kipchoge Kipchoge ones. So yeah. it's similar but a bit better. Yeah. Anyway, I'll buy them. She went past me, and I was like, "Fuck this! I need to ke- like keep up with her." But she was just hooning. Yeah. She ended up beating me by like twenty meters. Really, the whole yeah. thing? Yeah, twenty. Oh. oh, it's not that bad. But like, I just heard these steps, and I was like, "Oh." I and was that near the end? I need to put the boost on. Yeah, right at the end. Yeah, mm, she saved the best for last. What have you guys been doing? Oh, I'm on holidays. I have been for ten days. See, that blew me away. You just mentioned that to me before. Mm. I didn't realize you're on holidays. I rarely go on holidays and don't travel. So yeah. I was originally meant to travel to up at the Murray and do a whole thing with the jet ski and go fishing and this big thing. But with COVID and starting the gym and just with how fucked everything was, I was like, nah, I'm just going to stay at home and try and zone out and do fuck all. And that's what I've done. Gone to the gym a few times. And do you know what I've realized about going to the gym is I did mention this to you guys, but the love that I think a parent has for their child should be the strongest love that is ever seen or felt in the world. And it wasn't until I went to the gym and saw the guys looking at themselves in the mirror that that got trumped. They fucking love themselves. Well, you said no one ever goes to your gym. Well, I've been seven times. I reckon there's been people there twice. And on both occasions, guys lifting weights the whole time, they do their reps, they drop the weights, and then they go up to the mirror. And all you see them doing is just... Pulling the shirt up, looking little, and they have this weird walk. You can tell that they're a bit of a loser by the walk they do towards <laughs> the mirror. Then they turn around and then straight back into the sets, and they put down the weights, and then they go back to the mirror, and they're just looking at their body. And I think, fucking hell, that's like some self love okay, going on there. How how full was the gym when this was going on? Uh, because normally, when I when I used to see this when I was going to the gym, this was only happening when there weren't too many people there, and. Those times when there wasn't many people there, they're the times when their mate would get the phone out and start taking photos that were like going on Instagram. These weren't busy times like where the gym was like packed. Like six This p.m. gym never gets busy. Because no one wants to embarrass themselves that badly. Nah, times, times have changed. Yeah. Trust me, that shit happens 24-7 in the gyms now. Because like social media is just, everything is accepted now. Well, must be. But like for me, these guys, I'm sitting on a, one of these workout machines facing both of them and so I'd probably one or two other people, like an older guy and a, another guy my age, they look like they know that they can be seen at this point. So it's not bothering them but that's just, yeah, anyway, something that I thought was weird. The other thing is when you go to a gym and you've got earbuds in do you ha- and you go quite regularly and I know you've gone before, a lot of people try to start a conversation with you and I could see it happening two or three times over and over and I was like, I had to try and break eye contact or not make eye contact in order to avoid people because you can see them trying so fucking hard. Why? What? you got your things in. You're in your own world. Don't come near me. Surely. So why are they wanting to talk to you? 
<laughs> this is no, like, sorry, it's not meant to be rude. The phrase. Are they coming to you to give you advice or are they coming to you to they're not they're not coming to you to ask advice is what I'm saying. No, no, and I don't think they're trying to help or do anything. It's like usually it's like when I'm getting off some equipment or something, like you can tell that they're looking in your direction a bit too long, waiting for you to look up and then there's the eye contact. Like, so, oh. But are they saying, are you finished with that? Or are they saying, nah, hey, mate, like I said, how's this, your day going? Nah, how's your day going? Let's oh, get into a chat. And the reason I, I can tell like is because the, the two people that have done this were already talking to someone else who had left and gone home. So now they're by themselves and they're like, all right, well, I'm going to try and strike off a conversation with this guy. But don't. I've got my earbuds in. Don't want to do that. I don't, I don't work out with headphones or earbuds. I've always just like gone there and just worked out. And if someone were to try and start a conversation with you, I wouldn't want to be rude and I'd sort of talk But doesn't back. it fuck you up? Because the thing is, in my head, I go, oh, I'm going to go there for 45 minutes to like an hour and 10, somewhere in there. Whatever feels good when I feel like I'm done, I'm going to yeah. walk out and then I want to go and get this completed and that completed afterwards. If you sit there for 45 minutes talking to all these new people or trying to explain to someone when you signed up, where you work, what your backstory is, fuck, that's, that's that whole plan gone. You've just fucked it up and I don't really gain anything out of it. Well, I always gave shit to the – when I was very serious with my weightlifting, I always gave shit to those guys that would rock up to the gym and, you know, in between um, sets you'd, you'd wait like 45 seconds to a minute and they'd just be talking for five to ten minutes. And, like, when it came time to lift, they'd get to like a few – like six reps in and then drop the weight and they just weren't – it was more like a they were there to socialise rather than to actually yeah. lift weights and be there for the reason that they're meant to be there for. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I think gyms are a weird place and a lot of weird people go there, like a yeah. real weird amount of people. You guys been watching the Australian Open? Oh, Little bits. Yeah. Little bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. What, what were your thoughts on the um, Kyrgios Medvedev game? For those listening, that was when the crowd – turned against Medvedev naturally and favoured Kyrgios. But it was a very, very abrupt crowd that was obviously favouring the Aussie. But there was a lot of discussion about how the crowd was a little bit more um, feral than a typical tennis crowd would be. Was that the whole Sue thing that everyone was yelling out? Yeah, but like the Sue thing was a thing, but when Medvedev gave his interview post-game... Yeah, they still wouldn't shut up. They still wouldn't shut up, and the booing. He he turned against the crowd, and then the suey bullshit, which I hate, by the way, became more of like a boo because they. I think they got a little bit offended by it because mm. he pretty much told Australians what he truly thought of them. It was a pack of fucking losers. <laughs> so the thing I think about this, you've got. So let's think about some of the best spectator sports, right? So you know, AFL would probably be one of them. Cricket's quite good to go and watch. Um, NRL will be great to go and watch. Soccer will be good to go and watch. Think about a sports person playing any of those sports and you don't get the chance to say, hang a second, crowd. Shh, I'm about to kick this ball. I'm about yeah. to throw yeah. this pass. Tennis is a so, very unique game, isn't yeah, it? But, yeah, so tennis and golf, I reckon, are the two sports where they're like, everyone, I'm trying to do my best at this. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a sport where you rely on people to be fucking quiet. Mm. But that's it's dumb. Unique. Do you know what I reckon? Learn to live with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like. I love that. And and the great example. Someone marks the ball fifty-five out on the wing on footy, 
He's right up against the boundary line. Needs to concentrate. Yeah. He's got some, some guy on the – yeah, on the boundary line. So you're – Seven so you're, Carlton drafts so and he's you're, yeah. dribbling on him. So you're saying that – imagine a tennis game where the crowd is told, do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wait, another thing that's unique about tennis is there's not there's not really a time limit. So with, with soccer, football, right, 90 minutes plus a bit of extra time, game's mm. over. AFL, four quarters, 30 minutes on average, game over, right? With tennis, it's like your match could go for a very long, 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 long time depending on tie breaks, how long games take to finish. Exactly. So it is a very Length of your rallies. unique situation. Like are you hitting... 20 shot rallies or just the five? Are you, you both big servers? You Are definitely you can't like a, plan anything after a tennis game. I'll, I'll come and see you after that. But that yeah. could be a three-hour difference. Yeah. Something that we it's haven't spoken yeah. about is the Isna Mahut game uh, at Wimbledon. when the Did you stutter or is that a player? The fifth set went to 70 to 68. Didn't it go for like four and a half hours or something? Like no, that? No, 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 it was no. longer. The game went for 11 hours. It's the longest match in the history of... Uh, tennis, and it will remain that way for the history of... What caused that? The was length just- we're alive. So the rule was in place, and it's recently changed that on the fifth set, you have to win the set by two games. Now it's a tie break, right? But back then, it was like you just played until you were two games up. Mm. But because they were both huge servers, they just kept on... Yeah, yeah, like... Keep going. No, no one could break serve. So you just had to wait for the other player to be exhausted yeah. before you won. Yeah, and they, I think the game went for like two days because they had to stop the first day <laughs> due to like Yeah, light. it was wild. Yeah. But I just think, look, this sport has to go somewhere, right? So as they try and attract younger people to watch tennis mm. in a mainstream way, you've got to accept that some of those people – this is like the Happy Gilmore thing, right? Mm. Did you see the Gilmore? Shooter memes? McGavin. No, I didn't actually. Oh, I didn't because, s- because they were comparing um, Happy Gilmore to yeah, yeah, Shooter McGavin. Not happy that everyone's rowdy and you know, but it's gonna happen. You got players like Nick Kyrgios out there who just doesn't care about anything. No, I got a I got a question for He's you. He's drawing these people in to watch this. Does game. this happen at any other Grand Slam besides Australia though? Are Australians a little bit over the top and bogany? Well, I'll tell you this. We're getting that label, guys. And you know what hasn't helped is the Novak Djokovic thing. But how much this, attention do you play whole to, thing. Do you pay yeah. to any other uh, Open? Do you actually sit there well, and Oh, there's Wimbledon, and we know that that's never going to get feral. There's the US Open, which I've seen a couple of dodgy videos. Then there's the French Open. So, I, th- I think it would be common knowledge that we've been labelled the most feral Grand Slam event for sure. Who cares? But do you know what? Uh, yeah. People have thought Australians are feral forever, but we're going to create a unique tournament where, yeah. you know what, Rock up, maybe the up. crowds will be The person be with the most concentration is going to win, not the person that buckles and can't yeah. handle it. And do you know what the other thing is? In all sports, what do you talk about? Home crowd advantage. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's our competitive edge for people like Kyrgios, Alex Demonor. Demonor just got rolled three sets to love like an hour ago, but... He's, a, he's our best. Yeah, well, so that my, all, like all of them are knocked out now. Yeah. So, but that could be home crown advantage. Mm. Who Fair knows? Enough. Do you know what's funny though? You may not have ever thought of this, and I hope you know uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Have you? You guys know that movie well? Yeah, enough. yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Medvedev looks like Napoleon Dynamite's brother. They are like doppelgangers for me. Uh, 
I don't know but his you know face, uh, so I can't get on the joke with it. Look, I He's going to show me. I always get into like the lookalikes, mm. but then I send it to a mate and they're like, nah, that doesn't work. Oh, my God. He fucking does. Okay. Oh. Oh. Holy shit. No, not Napoleon Dynamite. His brother. His brother, yeah. Kip. I yeah. thought you meant that Napoleon Dynamite's brother would look like Medvedev. No, nah, no, nah, that's 100% good. Yeah, mm. that's good. Yeah, that's that's a thing for sure. Hey, what are your thoughts on Novak trying to? <laughs> it's it's the same guy, mate. That's great. That's actually really good. Thank it you. I good. thought I thought you were talking about Napoleon Dynamite. No, nah, nah. That, I pay that. What are your thoughts on uh, Novak suing the Australian Open for lost prize money? Go away, Novak. <laughs> Go away. Go home and shut the fuck up <laughs> and stop. Just put like a black shut wall up. And just shut your mouth. Yeah, Novak's going to have the most grand slams. Oh, by the way. I'm sorry to do this to you. He can't go to the French Open. They've said you are not coming here. But you know what? Do you reckon he'll like just fucking concede defeat and get vaccinated? Of course he will. He'll have to eventually. And he might not be the best player ever. Well, but, he needs to hurry up and wait, get vaccinated. Remember? Because, but if he takes too long, he will he'll be too old to fucking yeah. win a Grand Slam and players like fucking Shapovalov and fucking Tsitsipas and all those, Medvedev will overtake him because they're the young upstarters. Oh, and going back to who donated the most to the Australian bushfires, Mark. Oh, do you want to – have you got anything to say about this? Donating some money is better than donating none at all. <laughs> so we found – I got curious. This wasn't Rick being nasty or, or Mark trying to prove his point, but I got curious afterwards and I, I Googled it. So it turned out that uh, was it Federer, Federer? – Donated and a quarter of a million dollars each. Donated each out of their own pocket, which I found was very funny. Very generous. And Djokovic donated twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> what a loser! Uh, he's done plenty. Yeah, he's still a good guy. I'm. I'm he's a great I'm guy. Sure, no, of it. people people hate the Serbs. All right. All right, moving on. We are. I am interested in finding out what's one of the most annoying things that can happen. Or like, what's sacred at, at your house? Do you have a spot on the couch that you want to sit at? Do you have a spot at the table that you always sit at to eat? Yeah, I do actually. Your yeah. bed, as an example. What are the sacred things at your house? Yeah, all those three things. And, and Alison has the opposite of what I have. And, and we're both very comfortable with them. But if it's switched around, like if I come in, she's sitting in my spot, automatically the movie we're about to watch ha- like loses a point. Like it's not as good as it would have been because I'm not in my spot. You get that? Yeah. Yeah. You've but, got your own little setup. Yeah, own setup. Same with my meal. If I'm sitting in a weird spot on the table, it doesn't taste as good. What about your, I don't know, car park? Out the front. Mm. If someone is in my car park out the front or even at work. What is your car park? Well, Just on the driveway there, you've got like a left and a right spot. Yeah, I park so on the you, right. You park on the right. I used to park in, but we've got too much shit in the garage now, so I park yeah. on the right. But if I have to go somewhere else because someone's in my park, there's a new anger that evolves within me, and I don't know where it comes from, but it's fucking... Somewhere deep inside? It's weird. I can go from, like, smiling, laughing at a joke on the radio that I've just heard, come around the corner, and then there's just an object in my car space, and immediately I'm furious. Like, it could be the nicest person in the world. It could be my mum that's just done something. <laughs> it could be the person that saved my life yesterday. I want them dead immediately if yeah. you're in my spot. It's infuriating. Does this, does this happen with you? Yes, absolutely. So, dub them in right now. Well, it's basically um, Rachel's family. 
I'm not, good when I go to your not, house. Not to name names, but... Yeah, <laughs> Janet. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's, if I was going to listener? someone's... I don't know. Oh, I hope not so. Not anymore. <laughs> if I was going to someone's house, brand new house, just built your brand new house, okay, no dramas, and I... So, they came around one day while I was still at work, and I'm driving home, and she's parked, like... In the middle of our driveway. So even if I wanted to secede my car park to park on the other side of the driveway, she's taking she's up taking two. the whole driveway up. Yeah, that's she's covering two parks. She's taking the whole driveway up. I'd spike her tires. Fuck that. That's, that's and bullshit. it's just like oh, my blood boils. Mm. The other thing, recently, my car was in my park on the driveway, and people just park like on the road out. Not people, same people. <laughs> park on the road. Out behind, like behind the driveway. I can't get out. Oh, can't get out behind your car. Behind my car. Yeah, you can't block people in either. That's that's more infuriating. If you're about to leave and you're late for something, or like you're on time, but this is going to make you late. That's more boiling blood. Oh, oh. It's, it's a level of anger that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So I'm probably not quite as direct with some of this stuff as you. I walk inside and I just smile and get on with it, and then behind closed doors I say to Rachel, what the fuck is going but, but, no, on? No, 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 this, <laughs> this is the same thing with everything. Like people telling you bad jokes or... People starting bad conversations with you. If you ha- at the start with someone, you go, "Do not ever park in my park or block me in," because I get very upset with it. It's okay now. It's the first time I've told you. Pat on the back. Go fucking move it now. Next time. Uh, that's you know what I mean. That's a, that's very hard to do. What you've just said. No, it's not. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Would you I, feel comfortable saying that to someone? Nothing ever feels comfortable. It's whenever you yeah, have to does. confront someone. It's no. Nah, it's the first forty-five seconds is a real yuck feeling, but after that, it's it's out. All you're doing then is making sure they don't feel too awkward. That's all it is. Rachel, why did Rick talk to me like that? Why did he say that? Nah, that's, that's, good. that's what would happen. No, nah, well, right. it's not Rachel. It's all the other people. But, yeah, do it. Try it. Oh, yeah, oh, sure. Give, give yeah. it a try sure. and uh, sure. let us know how it goes. Sure. Yeah. Next time I'll you need it. to, <laughs> next time you need to talk to someone about something, just fucking do it and I guarantee you it'll be 40 seconds of awkwardness and then you'll feel fine because you're actually working yeah. something out. 40 weeks of awkwardness, <laughs> I think you meant to say. Or 40 years, depending on how much the family hates you. We'll be really in a jam. We'll be like, hey, uh, do you mind looking after the kids? Get fucked! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so true. All right, do you know, I was watching Snapchat stories the other day. Actually, it was one that Rachel sent me. And when I first started my current job and I was travelling quite a lot, she used to go out and stay at her mum's place a bit. And one of the memories that came up was when Moss was a tiny little boy, would have been not even a year old, like six months old or something like that, and they had this regal old dog named Cooper. It was the family dog. He was like 17 human years old. 17. Oh, that's an old, old old thing. That's That's like 100 human years. Yeah, just like a regal old hound. Beautiful dog. Yeah. Blind as a badger and he stank. But anyway, apart from that, I was just thinking to myself, in the time that I've been... With Rachel, eight years. Her family have had so many dogs. And, and most of them put down illegally. What happens to the, all these dogs? <laughs> no, that the one that <laughs> mixed up with a gun and a bowl <laughs> of ham wasn't while I was 
with Rachel. But I reckon you said four sentences in the space of one just then. Can we keep this off the podcast? <laughs> uh, when he came with a gun, dog, everyone talking, that's what, that's what that sentence was. <laughs> okay, so forget that one. All of the other dogs, they've all been put down. So my question is, and I keep thinking about dogs that I've known through history, I've never known a dog to die of natural causes. I've never known of it. Harvey. Did he? Hypothermia, something like that. Yeah. That's not natural. I'm well, talking about getting old, old age dying. Passing away in your sleep. So not, not getting some the needle. Fuck with left you outside mm. in the know. freezing cold. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it was that. It was something. It was something to do with a disease that killed him. But it wasn't it wasn't a needle at the thing saying I'm making the decision for you not to live. So you're talking about a dog just literally getting as old as fuck and then just dying itself. Yes. Without Without going to a vet and being put down. Yeah, because normally mm. in a dog's life, it seems, that they get old and they get a little bit sick or they break a toe or something like that and the family just go, eh, it's too hard now. Yeah. Go to sleep. Yeah. That's, and they think you're that's right, the right actually. thing to do. I just, for the, I'm happy to be proven wrong and I'm sure, obviously I'm sure in, the, in nature there are dogs that just go to sleep on the side of the road and never come back. But yeah. I had a dog that, May have died of natural causes, guys. Did you? How long ago was this? This is about five years ago. I had a, a beagle. His name was Billy. Loved Billy, right? Billy the beagle. Billy, yeah, from Belair, right? Um, <laughs> I was away for work, right, with stampede stuff, and he was very sick when I left. And I had a feeling that he was going to be put down after I left. It was, it was bad. Anyway... He, uh, I got a call from mum a few days in to say that she went out to check on him because he was in a bad way and he had died. So my dog literally died of natural causes. And I've, we think about this topic and I go, this does make a whole lot of sense because sometimes I do feel bad and think about how much did he suffer before he died and was it the right move to... Take him to a vet. It's a golden question, man. And have him put down because I, I, I honestly, I really did feel bad and I look back and I go, I hope he didn't like suffer too much because we were so hesitant, like what do we do and how sick is he? Well, think about this. He, he was a dog that never complained. He, he wasn't a dog that would like howl out and like make a lot of noise. <laughs> didn't write bad reviews on <laughs> hey, Google. Now's not the time, Rich. All right. No, no. He, he was a dog. He wasn't, he wasn't like a huge complainer. So like... Hey, Mark, tell your mum that dinner was fucking Never shit. Never steak back. <laughs> All right, moving hey. on. Fuck you guys. No, look, I'm really sorry your dead dog's dead, right? But it's a, it's a great question because how many dogs get put down that might have had something, this is a made-up thing, like a dog flu, like really sick, but the vet thinks that it's something else and goes, I think you've got to have a surgery. And do you want to do that? No, it's going to cost seven grand. Don't have the money. All right, dead dog. But all it needed was like a couple of days more rest and it would have come good. And a Panadol. Yeah, a Panadol rapid to be exact. But do you see what I'm saying? Like how much misdemeanor yuckies have gone on with dogs and stuff? Misdemeanors, man. No good. Actually, um, Alison's parents' cat died of natural causes. Really? Ate a lot of KFC. That could be the cause, but yeah, died. (laughs) Natural causes? Well, got hit by a car? Got hit by the colonel. (laughs) (laughs) Is this KFC part of it true? Yeah, uh, and Hungry Jacks. Yeah, a lot of it. Are you serious? Yeah, like just bits of the burger and bun and stuff. Had normal cat food, but then like snacked on that a lot. So 
So maybe just go okay. fat. Do you trust fast food? I don't trust any food. What do you eat anymore? I ate some Hungry Jacks last night that I seriously thought I was going to get food poisoning. Mm. It was fucking disgraceful. Yesterday morning, or mid, mid-morning, Rachel had got up. She slept in because um, watching the – watching? Listening? Both? I don't know. Hottest 100? She was listening to it. We were having some drinks and um, had a friend over Saturday night because you bailed on me. Didn't want to come. That's fine. And um, anyway, she woke up. She was a bit of a dirty hangover. And I said, oh, I'm going to go and get some lunch. Do you want something to eat? She goes, yeah, I'll get a Whopper, thanks. And so I was actually thinking, oh, I might go to KFC. But then when she wanted Hungry Jacks, I couldn't be bothered driving all the extra distance. Went and got her a Whopper. And decided, I'm not eating that. I just don't know why. I just couldn't do it. What? As in, you bought it? I home. didn't buy it. Oh, okay. I, br- I just purchased it for her, mm-hmm. and got the boys some chips, and I took it back and let them eat it, and I couldn't do it. I just don't trust it. I don't trust fast food. Did well, you see the um, screenshot that I sent you? This guy at Wendy's got found out that he used to shit in their chili. Oh, every yeah. Every shift. Yeah. Poop. Human feces. Like. When I hear stories like that, I think they're made up. Was this joking? This is a legit story. I don't know, Mark. Do you have to question everything? Yeah. If well, the I, thing if, is, if I have some doubt, okay. If you don't know about it, does it matter? Like, is is it going to get you? If you drink someone's piss, is it really going to get you sick? Probably not. If you eat someone's poo, probably. So it depends. If on, someone's taking a shit, if someone spits in your burger, in no. Th- surely you'd taste that and go, "Yeah, that that's poo poo." Mm. <laughs> I, I agree. But it goes further than this. Like, okay, you're talking about people tampering with shitting in stuff at fast food restaurants. I'm not even suggesting that at that Hungry Jack someone pooed in a burger. I just don't trust fast food shit. Well, I just don't know about it. And I, I, I agree with you, but I want to broaden it out of fast food. Why do you not trust – why should you trust anything else? Like you think about all the hormones that are pumped into the chicken and the beef and – all the shit that's bought on the Woolworths and Coles. He's a vegan. No. I was about to say, are you... T- no, no, no. Have you gone vegan? You're trying to fucking... I, I'm just getting to the point where I just want to go to Butcher's now because you taste such a difference, right. but... Rick, have you heard what Butcher's do to their meat? Yeah. Oh, oh here we go. I'm going to be fucking eating grass for the next fucking two years. Yeah, lentils, I, baby. But then, like, um, like, I used to work at Woolworths. I know the apples there are stored in refrigerators for nine months before they come out. That's I know, so I know at Woolworths that our bakery was fucking disgusting and needed to be yeah. cleaned like really bad. Like and there was. Why is there an organic se- section in there? It's because there's no shit put on it. But again, how do you tell whether that's been fucking touched with stuff? What are you actually eating that makes everything grow faster and bigger and better? Like, where's it stop? Where do you know? Like, oh, hang on, I'm actually eating something decent now. What you don't know won't hurt you. Could you imagine? Everything that you've eaten, if you heard stories about what went on with that particular meal that very time, you would literally be so upset. Like yeah, yeah. That, that one KFC meal like six years ago where some little retard that was doing it thought it would be funny to like put some fucking pubes in like your burger or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> could you imagine you would be so angry? Yeah. What doesn't know will not hurt you guys. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. Um, that's interesting you say that. My... Dad's father, my pop, I guess I would have called him or something like that. He passed away before I was born. But apparently he went to a um, like a Rosella tomato sauce factory, got a tour one time. Rosella, old school. Yeah. Yeah. And after he went in there and saw how they make it, and you'd think like it's tomato sauce, how bad can it be? 
But apparently he was like scarred. He's like, I can never eat tomato sauce again. And he never did. How did they make it? For the rest of his life. Did you hear how they made it? Well, I haven't been able to ask him because he died. No, 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 but like, wouldn't your dad know? I haven't got that part of the story, okay? I don't have it. Oh, okay. All right, so now Rosella have just lost fucking three. Actually, I've never bought Rosella. Rosella? Tomato yes, sauce. Yes, you would have. Mate, you would have been reared on Rosella tomato sauce. Not recently. No, I don't even know if it exists anymore. Yeah, it does. Rosella surely. tomato sauce tastes like OG. Worse. No, no. It's, yeah, no. I don't, I don't like it compared to other ones. Is it really sweet? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a bit sweeter than the other ones. Mm. I used to love it. I'm not a fan of it, but like obviously a lot of people were because it was so popular. Mm. Oh, well, find out from someone about Rosella and come back to us. I don't even know what it is. Okay. Maybe check YouTube, see if there's a thing. Um, all right, I want to talk one more thing Yeah. before we get on to fun facts is I was watching a documentary the other night on babies swapped at birth and apparently you'd think it happened like once in a very, very blue moon but apparently it happens a lot because the video that got me watching this documentary was actually on TikTok uh, and the comments on there, whether they were made up or not, were very, very fucking spun out like, oh, the doctor came in and took our baby away. My husband was paranoid and put like a dot of like white board marker on the baby's wrist so he'd know and then came back and it wasn't there and then we went back to the baby room and found one with that mark on it and we were like, our baby's not been given back to us. Like heaps of shit like this. So anyway, I thought, great idea. I'm going to watch a couple of YouTubes on this. And there was a South African uh, kids that were born 30 minutes apart, one was switched to a really rich family. One was switched to a really poor family. Oh, winning. Yeah. Brilliant Wouldn't you be result. so happy? But like, I think they interviewed them at 9 and 15. There were two different docos, and I watched the latter one, which went back to the earlier interviews. And it was interviewing the poorer kid, and he was the most affected because all he wanted to do was go spend time with his rich mom. And I don't know if it was like a spiritual connection or, or whether he just missed the money, but the, the poor kid... The rich kid that should have been poor. Yeah, you've, you've butchered this. He didn't give a fuck. He was like, nah, it is what it is. Life's just life. There was a mix-up and oh, I'm just here. Absolutely. If you, <laughs> so, I'm... If, if you were the poor kid that went to the rich family, okay. I'd be staying quiet as well. Like, hey, hey this is fine. So, Let's just let things slide. You love a moral dilemma. I've never seen that mum or dad before in my life. <laughs> you love a moral dilemma. I'm going to give you one. Yeah. If you were raising a kid... Yeah. Three years. Yeah. And then found three, out. Three. Three years. That's a long time. And then you found out that actually Rick's kid was your kid and you both had a kid at the same time. Would you swap back or would you keep it and just try and be closer families? I, I Honestly, without making a joke, I think we would swap. But because three years is such a long time and you've developed an emotional connection with the kid, you'd want to remain close with the family and be like, all right, this is your biological son. This is mine. Let's swap, but we have to remain friends because we have a connection to. Let me add a spanner. Spanner in the works. Your kid has Down syndrome. Yeah, Rick's yeah. doesn't. Okay, yeah. You've got Rick's let's, at the moment. let's just swap. <laughs> I'm only no, it's an honest question. So you're dealing with that a was, disability. That was a joke. That was a joke. Right? <laughs> I'm serious. So you're going to have to go with. You know, your kid's probably never leaving the house ever. And not going to have a normal social life. Are you swapping back or not? Yeah, same as before. I think you swap. What about so, you? Same. Which which one do I have? 
<laughs> let's say you have a fully functioning child. Oh, Rick, be careful. But, but it's not but, mine. But your child is Down syndrome, but in uh, Mark's care. Be careful. Well, listen, the thing about that query is it really would never uh, never be something that I would be faced with because I I have very good genes. So you do? I can't even fathom it. Yeah, what are they, Levi's? Gee, that, that is the biggest cop-out. Yeah, that was a cop-out ever. question. That's a huge cop-out. No, you know, I don't know. I actually find that whole conundrum really difficult. Yeah, it is, like, isn't and it? Do you know what? Leading up to having a kid, you go through and have all these tests and stuff like that, and they, they if you want to pay extra, you can go as far as to find out if the child has predisposition to any of these types of things. And it's like... I think the hardest part of it is for me, if you've got a child who mentally can't um, function in their lives themselves, you basically know, so in a normal situation, so um, our boys, they're going to move out of home at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe when they're 18, maybe when they're 20, maybe longer, who knows. But if you've got a child who has some sort of um, mental disability, you basically know that they are going to be with you until you are that old that you cannot look after them. Yeah. At which point they basically just need to go to a home. Yeah, with you it's, almost. It's it's very sad. Isn't it? And it's such a, that would be a, horrible such a predicament. Mm. And although we are making some satirical remarks about it, I would prefer to leave that one alone. Oh, Is, is that a go through to the keeper? No. At waist height. Do you know the other thing? I can't remember if I sent it or you sent it. Maybe you sent it through. About babies being swapped at birth. Did you see that photo about the gay lovers that found out oh, on yeah. the DNA test yeah. that they were actually brothers? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I might have sent that through. But yeah, weird. Yeah. So, Do you reckon they've stayed together? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so, mate. Imagine one, you come out the closet hard enough, you find someone that you really like, and then you find out that you're fucking brother. Wow, that's a pretty your fucking brother. Yeah. They're your fucking brother. The fucking fucking brother. They're your brother fucking. All right. Well, we got something else we need to move on to. All right, I'll, I'll go first, guys. This is a ripper. Did you guys know that each person sheds 22 kilograms of skin in his or her lifetime? Did you say gigagrams? kilograms? Yes, 22 kilograms. Of skin? Which is more than what Dan bench presses, so it's pretty crazy. 22 kilograms? I don't even know. I just, I just go like six, seven blocks. Yeah. I don't look at numbers. I just do blocks. Yeah, that's, that's less than 22 <laughs> kgs. I find that amazing. How, 20, how many? 22 kilos of skin. Even more disgusting. Can you imagine that, just like all that skin plonked? Like, yeah. In like, like a little, have you ever like, bought a kilo of sugar? Like a block of sugar? Yeah. We're talking dead skin here, guys. Oh, no. That Ugh. is disgusting. Can you imagine how much of that's foreskin? <laughs> Probably like... At least 300 grams. <laughs> going to say two kilos. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. All right, my fucking dumb fact of the week. All right. Did you know dolphins eat toxic pufferfish to get high? Yes, I've heard about this. Yeah, so docos have shown dolphins in a trance-like state just fucking like sort of hovering in the water high as fuck on pufferfish. Yeah. It's like... It's like, we just got chased by a shark. I need to fucking wind down. Give me a couple of puffers. That's, all, that's give awesome. Give me a couple of puffers. <laughs> there's, um, there's something else about whales or something. There's some other creature that they eat as well. Mm-hmm. And and like makes them it's like a psychedelic to them. Do you reckon Crazy. they do it at the same time? Like, is it a, a group? You drop when I drop. Yeah. 
Exactly. And then they just follow each other around going, is it here yet? But the thing is, it's not. Is it here yet? (laughs) How are you feeling now? The thing is, you can't just like go, all right, I've got one in my mouth. I'm I'm not going to swallow it yet because I'm waiting on you, Brian. But Brian can't find one. The fish stocks are down a bit. So one person's getting high by himself. I just need to shelve the puffer fish. Do you reckon they share? Uh, Oh, I wouldn't be sharing. I've heard that. That's a great stat. I like that. Um, So mine this week is a little bit obscure, but how old do you think the oldest creature, I don't know if it's a creature actually, the oldest turtle or tortoise ever? How old would you think? I'm going to go with 190 years. 300 years. Dan's right. So this is the only only one that we can prove. You've obviously seen this. but No, no, no. I watched a doco on it. He's in captivity. Well, his name is Jonathan. Yeah. He's 190 years old and he's the world's oldest tortoise. And they know this because they have a photo of him back, here you go, in St. Helena. So this tortoise on the left is named Jonathan. Yeah. That is in 1882 to 1886. They tried to timestamp the photo trying to figure out how old it was. But Jonathan is believed to have been born somewhere before 1832, making him 190 years old. That's now, crazy. Do you know how much shit that thing would have seen? Yeah. Such a long life. Like, how do how we just 30? imagine what the world would have been like when he was born? And like what it is now. But how much the so ocean like, changed or oh, season captivity, you wouldn't see much, but oh, shipping, cars, aeroplanes, to be honest, the internet, it'd probably cameras. prefer the world as it was when he was born to Absolutely. how it is now, guys. Mm. I reckon in the doco I saw, they tried to put a turtle into his enclosure for a bit of fancy fun time, and he gave it the big old fuck you. No, not keen. Oh, really? Yeah. I respect that. Mm. And this is... I reckon 20, 30 years ago, so it wouldn't be Mate, right now. Not only is he old. Yeah, but if you were 160, 70 years oh, old. I don't think his ding-dong's working that well. <laughs> not only is he old, he has high standards. So Oi, Mark, him. how much foreskin skin has he dropped in 190 years? 86 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could be right there. All, All right. right. See you later. I will see you there or I will see you on another time. That was very confusing. I don't know if you're going to come or not. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.